back, everybody, to your creativity. This is your favorite introvert, Dylan. We are on a Skype call today with an incredible talent. He almost needs no introduction because he's just so incredible and does so many amazing things. Aaron Draplin. How are you, Aaron? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm a little frazzled. I'm, 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 I'm taking off tomorrow for two gigs in Richmond and uh, the rally. And uh, I'm just a little frazzled getting out of the, you know getting out of Portland. So yeah, but I'm all right. Everything's cool. You're on the road a lot. That's how I've I've met you the couple times I've met you when you've come to Salt Lake. How often are you on the road? Well, I mean, it goes in spurts, you know, and it's kind of like, ah, you know, every year I say I'm going to do less, you know, because it just got it got a little away from me or whatever. But last year, when you add up the folders, it was 45 things. Now, some of it's a little misleading. It doesn't mean I'm leaving every – usually it's leave on a Wednesday, do something on a Thursday, come back on a Friday. But So it's a little misleading. But some of those were like two and three first, you know, where you would like – like this one I'm going to do here, I'm going to Richmond, and then I'm going to Raleigh, North Carolina. So I leave tomorrow, do the thing on Thursday in Richmond, do the thing on Friday in Raleigh, do a thing on Saturday in Raleigh, Raleigh and then head back. You know, I think it was – I think, you know, Sunday morning early. So, you know, it's, it's just you – know, if I – I, 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 each year I've been saying no a little bit more, but then also packing in a bunch into one big, you know, blast a little bit more. So, um, you know, I mean, it, it, if we didn't say, you know, if I didn't say no, I, I could go every week, which is absolutely amazing to even say and sort of acknowledge and just kind of freaks me out because I just didn't ever think I would get to do this. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I just had a month here. I just had a month in Portland, which was a nice little, you know, breather. And now I'm going out for the next three weekends. We'll be on the road. So, yeah. So it's like almost being at home is a vacation. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of, well, I mean, I, yeah. I have to say, like, you know, the, the moment I take off tomorrow, totally awesome. You know, I'm on the road. I'm working on the plane. I'm not, you know, just watching movies on the plane. I'm like, I'm getting use of my time. You know, tomorrow I go from here to Salt. No, wait, 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 tomorrow. Tomorrow I go from here to Minneapolis, Minneapolis down to Raleigh. No, wait. You have to clean all this shit up. Tomorrow, I go, hey, is language okay in this thing? Oh, yeah, totally. Go for it. I'll, I'll keep it cool. It's not like I'll be on here saying, like, what's the worst thing you could say? Like, flugelhorn. I don't know. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, keep, it cool. I'll keep it cool. Well, okay. But tomorrow, they hear cut. Okay. Tomorrow, I go to Minneapolis, then Minneapolis over to Richmond. And that means there's three hours to work in between here and, and Minneapolis, some which way. Combine it with getting there and, you know, just sitting, you know, waiting for the flight to let, let you on the flight, you might get four hours. Now it's another hour, hour and a half down to down to Richmond, and I'll get another two hours-ish somewhere there. I mean, you know, it's – it's this becomes, you know, tomorrow as a day where I'm fl- – a day flying, it's misleading. It's like, no, I'm going to be working. I'm going to be working, you know, and I, I really try to do that when I'm on the road because otherwise my email gets away from me. And then I'm, you know, triple frazzled kind of thing. Yeah, you got you got to keep on top of it because you've got regular clients as well that you're always uh, working with. There's always something. There's always something. I mean, it's an incredible privilege, but it's also like, you know, they're not too concerned about me going and doing my song and dance, you know, wherever I'm going to do my song and dance. They don't care about any of that stuff. Where's the PDF? Is the stuff done? You know, that's all they're concerned about. And absolutely, you know, the, I, I took the job and that's my job to figure that part out. But, um, you know, there's, there were years there where I was working for people and they didn't even know, you know, I was calling them from, you know, some hotel room or something. How would they even know, you know? Now, my buddies who I'm, you know, close with or whatever, they might know that I'm, you know, you know, in a in a hotel room in Dubuque, Iowa, or whatever it's going to be. But for the most part, you know, people just want to see the stuff show up on time, and that has been one of the great sort of um, you know weirdnesses of this whole thing is like you know I am able to pull off this weird uh, existence where you know yes I'm out there I guess uh, dare I say entertaining people with all this stuff you know giving them a nice run for their money you know and then also on the way there really doing putting the time in to get the projects done you know and that might be a little bit different so the idea of it being like a vacation it's it's weird it's like the moment i leave here tomorrow it gets a little bit weird because it's kind of like i'm away from home base and i'm not as comfortable you know it's just you know everyone loves their you know home shitter 
You know, everyone loves their, you know, it's like all the creature comforts of my backyard here. Everyone loves that stuff. But, you know, there is something exciting to being like, hey, I'm pulling this off. I'm doing it. And and this is this is what it looks like, you know, while I'm out here, you know, in this hotel. You know, you get to these towns and everyone wants to, like, take you out and drink you under some table or something. And it's always a little deflating when I have to tell some, like, excited kid, like, I don't really even drink. You know, and then and then the myth suddenly starts to be like, what do you mean you don't drink? Like, wouldn't you be the kind of guy that goes and uh, drinks himself? You know, I don't drink. I just don't even mess with it. Every now and again, it's not – I don't have any X's tattooed on my hands or anything like that. You know, there's no, nothing political. But I will say it's like, you know, when I leave here, it isn't it, – it, it's a weird extension. You know, like right now I'm talking to you. I'm clicking around on, on some T-shirt graphics that are due tomorrow. You know, it's like <laughs> – even you know talking with you for a while, I'm still gonna work. It's no different if I'm on a cl- you know a client phone call or something, right? So, well, awesome. That's great that you can create these pocket offices, you know, as you're traveling. That that's awesome. Yeah, I I don't have that concentration on the plane. I've I've tried before and I just I just can't do it. So you talked about um your own backyard. Um, when you came here, you talked about your your home home office. Um, yeah. That you put together. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, Portland here, you know, it's it's awesome. I love it here. Um, it's just changing, you know, like anything. It's like anywhere, it's changing, and um, it changed. And it's been a little, you know, a little frustrating because, you know, um, when I'm off this call with you, I have to race across town, which is just downtown, to pick up a, my car that was getting worked on. Right. So I have to go do this. And, you know, it's just a bummer because, you know, when we're done at five or five ish or whatever, I have to jump in an Uber because I mean, my car, I don't have my car. So I have to, you know, I have to get down there some which way. But to go across town here, that's probably at five o'clock or whatever. It's going to be five, ten or five twenty or something to get there by that six thirty cutoff. I'm going to be kind of cutting it short. You know, yeah, and, and that is just that is just not the Portland that I signed on for. Obviously, things change. You know, I'm not here to lament that, you know, things change in Portland and blah, blah, blah. But it's it's a little freaky and it's a little frustrating. Well, that said, where I was living down, you know, excuse me, where I was working downtown, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we were paying the the fair price like any other business or agency or you know, you know weirdo cluster of creatives we're going to have to pay. There is no deal. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, this is this is the cost to have this nice place. So we had this incredible place. I was with my buddies. They were incredible guys. I worked with them for all these years. We are brothers. But it kind of like, you know, it just got to the point where you're like, you know, like, well, well, well wait a second here. If if we're spending this much X amount of time just to get to work, well, that's just that's just counterproductive to the entire you know, sort of privilege of living in this cool place, you know, just in all of it. And what I had to start to do was just really take a long, hard look at like what any of this stuff meant. And, you know, we, what, what happened was, okay, so then if we're, if we're spending too much time in the new Portland, dinking around, just getting down to our jobs, well, then how do we change some of that stuff? And then we're like, well, what were, my, well, what were our options? It's not necessarily that we wouldn't be in a shop together. I was with my buddies Dave Nakamoto and John Femister for you know a number of years. I love those guys. I miss them. But the, the bigger issue was like, well, okay, let's go jump into the pool of what we're allowed to like go rent again, I guess, or something. And then you're just right in all of it again. We're like, then where you – so here's the deal. After a little bit of this – I just started to get kind of freaked out by it and said, you know what? I'm just going to go in my backyard. I, you, know, you, you, you contact the city. You talk to the city. And the city says, yeah, you're allowed to put this thing in your backyard. And it really became this entire thing where, like, my buddy Robbie, he built the place for me. And, you know, we worked together on this thing. And it wasn't, you know, we had a, an architect, sure, you know, help me with you know, the basics of it and stuff. But it was just like I got to control suddenly, you know, not be at the mercy of, of a landlord and not be at the mercy of when they're drilling around this and none of us can get anything done because it's so loud and we're all freaked out and just all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I took it, I took control back for me. 
kind of, you know, and whatever that kind of means. And that's kind of what I'm experiencing well, right this very second. I'm in the backyard. I'm working. My commute, I joke about it and shit, but my commute is 10 steps. And it is an incredible privilege to be back here and to be working and doing the doing the deal and going crazy and on my own terms. You know, like just before I was talking to you, I had to call my accountant for a little bit of an emergency thing. But before that, you know, I was like out just kind of like, you know, cleaning up the place. Like there's just been some wind whipping around and some some slush and some mush and some rain and stuff. And here I am like figuring out like, you know, like this isn't no one else is going to do this. This is all up to me. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, the, uh, I, I like that. I like having that control over the place. And yeah, it's a long winded answer, but basically I just kind of made a change and I'm working out in my backyard now. And I will just say it. I am never going back. You know, this is, it's pretty nice back here. Nice and cozy. And you, you got a cool skylight in your area. It just, uh, Looks like a yeah. great, incredible space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I paid for it. I paid for it. But what's interesting, my account, you know, it's like now we can like write off this thing. Like I rent it from the Draplin Design Company, if that makes sense. Like how crazy is that? But that's the law, you know? So I rent this from the DDC now. And the DDC is like a corporation. And I don't know whatever the hell else is going on. But anyway, yeah, how amazing is any of this stuff? And all it really stemmed from was like being bummed that in traffic, the new Portland traffic, that we were wasting our time a little bit too much. You know, you were just, you know, everyone's, you know, when you live up in Seattle, which it happened 10 years ago, I guess, well, they learned how to deal with this stuff. And then I guess I would have learned how to deal with it. But, you know, you get a little weepy, you get a little freaked out, and then, you know, you make some changes. And I'm just I'm just so thankful, you know. So, yeah, that's what's going on here. Now, when when you, f you first started, you worked for a, a snowboarding magazine and working to other things. What was the moment where it switched from, you know, working for the man for to working for yourself? Yeah, I, you know, I think on some levels, I'm always working for the man because it's just kind of like, here's the thing. I, I mean, 50% of my life now, sure, I'm working for just me. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not too bummed on that. You know, you know, the idea that like now it's only me because that just isn't necessarily realistic. Where I, I have to watch my semantics because it's like, well, wait a second, no, 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 I'm able to pull all this off. I'm able to pull all this off. And it is just me sitting here like that's that's pretty cool just in its own right. So really what it was was just, you know, I, I had an agency job and you, you started to see the writing on the wall. Like, there's nothing wrong with the place I work for. There's nothing wrong with their process. None of that stuff. But what scared me was, you know, we we're going in there and we're playing ping pong all day, dinking around. You know, when it's kind of like, wait, 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 like maybe, maybe our time is a little bit better spent like sleeping in or something, you know, instead of screwing around, you know, with whatever, you know, you know, it was just this thing where it was like, we're on these calls. Okay, fine. You know, here's these nice calls we're on. And yet you didn't really, I mean, we, we spent the day on calls. Like, why wouldn't we have spent the day just kind of working? I mean, sure, it's all part of the deal, but it was just weird to me that like, man, I don't know, you know, like before you know it, you know, like the day is kind of over with and you've really worked but a couple hours and it, you know, and then, you know, all it takes is just a couple prickly clients who are having a bad day to really scare you. And then you're like, man, I just don't want to be around any of this stuff to getting up early and then what dinking around all day playing ping pong. And that's, this is no slight on the place I worked for, you know, cause you can go look it up. It's just, what could I do on my, what could I do at my house? You know, what could I do at my house and not feel this pull of like, well, you know, a client yells at you or something, whether or not we were right or whether we were wrong. You don't want to be around that stuff anymore. I don't care what you're working for, how much money you're making, any of that stuff. You're, you're scared. You know, to do something wrong, you start to second guess yourself. Well, I was starting to do that. And if that is just the bump in the grind of working for, you know, a cool place, well, so be it. But, it, you know, it, it, like I started to like, you know, kind of feel like, oh, man, we're doing we're doing a disservice or something. And it's either that or the guy you know, who was yelling at us was just kind of a dick, you know. So you go make your changes. And I jumped out of there. And, and that's really where it came from. Like I, I went on my own in 2004 
And I get all these calls now from people who are like, well, tell me how to go do it and stuff. And it's like, you better be ready to hustle. You know, no one ever talks about that part. That That's like, the, the you know, the, the bare bones quality of this stuff is that you're going to have to work. You're going to have to put the time in. And no one, you know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to like make friends. You're gonna have to have people, you know, start to trust you with projects. And that isn't just something you can just tell some kid. By the way, you need to go quit your job. That's like super irresponsible, you know, like get like that. So, you know, I, I, I learned that really quick. That like, yes, there's some freedoms to be on your own, but I can never back down from what it's gonna take to do all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's where it was like, you know. It was it was a weird you know like it was it was it was more time to work and less time less time to cry about it you know and be all freaked out like you know like like why don't I like my job and now when I got when I got when I was able to focus oh I was able to focus you know and that's really what it afforded me it just afforded me if I wanted to work until two in the morning and and then get up early and then you know do whatever I had to do it was it was it was all on me. You know, it wasn't like this thing where like, I don't know how to, you know, I don't know. It's like a weird thing. It's like, it was just all on me. So that was 2002 when I got up here and then 2004, I went on my own and I haven't looked back. So that's been coming up on 15 years on my own. It's been, it's been amazing. Um, who, who inspires you? Like, um, you know, people like you and uh, Ted Carpenter and stuff like that keep me inspired and. You know, keep on moving along. Who, who you know, affects you? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll say this much. Um, Tad Carpenter, even just his about page. Every time I see him, I'm like, man, you have the best about page in the business exactly. because he's just he's a sweet guy. When you meet him, he's a really sweet guy, and you know, and he's he's like a good, wholesome kind of guy. And maybe there's like a maybe he killed someone somewhere along the way. Maybe, maybe I didn't say he did. Maybe maybe Tad did. But you know, I just like him because he's like a, he's like a nice guy. You know, he's like a really nice guy. That's like enough for me with Tad. Great moves, great moves as a designer, sure. But he's like a really genuine nice guy too. Is why they're really nice people. So that there's a lesson just in that for for little old me. You know, like wow, man, like you can be like a nice person. You can be, you know, really have good, really good chops and stuff. But you know, it's not even necessarily like a graphic designer that really kind of you know, you know kind of blows my skirt up. It's like Yes, Tad's easy because he does the sun Sundays and all that kind of cool stuff. And he's a buddy and we see each other on the road and I champion his graphics. He champions mine and everything's cool and healthy. But it's I mean, when when I really think about it, it might be, you know, just my mom that really inspires me. Or it might be I I mean, there's all kinds of ways to, you know, kind of, you know, slice this one up. But it's like, I don't know, it might just be some like no-name person standing up to authority that really, really grabs me, you know? And I, I, I keep, you know, a little, a picture of that person on my desktop or something as like a reminder of like someone's just raw guts, you know, raw guts. It might be, I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time someone really, you know, really grabbed me. You know, sometimes it's musicians who are just, you know, that really blow me away with their art, because I, I don't know what it's like to write and record a record. I like, you know, I, I'm, I'm always, you know, trying to be, get better at playing guitar. But I don't know what it's like to, like, write and record and come up with a song. I mean, sure, I can make you a poster. I can make you a logo, all that kind of stuff. But, but otherwise, it's like that, you know, that music is, is what's propelling me along, even in my day, just making logos. And I just find, like, you know, Jeff Tweedy is a guy from Wilco who I find just really fascinating because he's just really, he's really uh, transparent about his process of how he makes a song and how he does what he does. And I just, you know, I met him last summer and, you know, people tell you things like don't meet your heroes. And when I met him, you just realize like, I don't care what he's got in the bank. This is what this guy is going to do. You know, like, Sure, I hope he makes good money. I hope that, you know, he takes care of his family and, and himself and the band members and all that cool stuff. And you get the sense that, yeah, they've got all that stuff handled, you know. And it's really cool to me, like, you know, the idea that, like, um, I don't know how to, you know, it's like he was so down to earth. That's exactly what I want to be when I meet someone at one of these shows. I want to be, well, 
you know, someone, people, I mean, obviously people are, are fired up to be around. Sure. All that kind of stuff. But it's like that guy, like I, I just, I was afraid to meet him because I thought, oh man, maybe this is going to be too big. And then that's all I'm going to be able to think about. And no, he was actually really sweet and really cool and, you know, accommodating, you know, with this 800 pound gorilla stand in front of him, you know, like I was kind of at a loss of words because I've been listening to his output for, you know, my adult life, let's just say, you know, and I wanted to kind of like broadcast that to him and just kind of say, thank you. You are one of the things that I really, really look up to. And I, you know, I did thank him, you know, I did get to thank him and just, and he was great about it. You know, I'm sure he's thanked all day long, but you know, when the, when the roles are reversed and I'm on the road and I've got a kid in front of me freaking out, whatever that is, um, how cool is that stuff? You know, and I try to be really good about it and, you know, gentle and funny and accommodating and sign every single thing that a kid wants me to sign. Um, but, you know, I mean, to give you like a list of who is, I mean, it just, I don't know. It's like, it, 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 it fluctuates. It, it's all, I mean, it, it's not even like people sometimes. It's like the collective effort of, I guess, the liberal left to stand up to Don Trump. That is just amazing to me because we have just been bold out, you know, just bulldozed by this piece of shit, you know, just bulldozed by this guy, you know, just basically just bullying tactics, bullying tactics. And I just can't. I can't accept it. I can't handle it. You know, and I know it's just a crying liberal kind of thing, but it's like I'm really inspired by like tiny little efforts for people to, you know, to, to combat the truth. Like that's really like that's the kind of stuff I read up on and go, wow, okay. This person's this person's leading by with kindness, with kindness, you know, to get better at doing, you know, to to, to, to battle this this big turd back. That's pretty cool. So I, I, sometimes it's not even like names or faces. You know, it's just more of an idea or a movement. Um, you know, and every now and again, it's like um, Lauren Dickens. You know, I see a move that she made in some cool design she was making. Um, I met Lauren a couple years ago, um, you know, at a, at a talk I was doing in, in Austin. And she was one of the, the designers who may or may not have liked my work. It's still a little on the fence with Lauren. I don't really know, but she grilled me really hard. It was all good fun, but she really let me have it. You know, this I, I just I remember liking her that much more because she had no problem, you know, really kind of like you know, leaning into me. But her moves are really nice. Like you know, she has like great design chops. Or JPEG Fletcher constantly is making great stuff. Don from Invisible Creature. I mean, those guys. They just did, those guys just did a stamp. I just got to do a stamp. I'm beside myself. And I just looked and I saw that JPEG Fletcher, J. Fletcher, South Carolina, I want to say. He got to do a stamp. And I just tickled pink because I will look at that JPEG's work and I'll see moves that I want to remind myself that I'm capable of also. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense. Like not just yeah. go mimic him. Like, I mean – you know, to let you in on a little bit of the weirdness of what I've been kind of doing, just before I got on the phone with my account, you know, I was on the phone with you kind of saying, oh, or, you know, I'm writing you saying I'm, I'm caught in a little bit of a pickle. I got to call you at this time. Well, just before that call with my account, you know, we had to kind of postpone this with you. I got a message from my mom that says, well, Aaron, you know, I can see, you know, I can see your influence in this kid's work. Now, you've met him a handful of times. And you know you've met – oh, yeah, I remember that kid. And then she showed me what he's been up to. And I'm not going to name any names, but I'll just say it. I can absolutely see you know, the influence in, in, of my – what I do in his stuff. And it's like that's where you start to see it like really like on a humane level like, wow. you know, Before I go and police that and say, hey, Bubba, quit using my stuff, you turd. You know, I, I get a lot of that now. You know? And I just have to be you know, kind of humble. To remind myself that that is part and parcel with, you know, people seeing your work and, and you know, you being part of the inspiration. See, here's the deal. It's like what I learned is like if there's something I like about Lauren Dickens, I have to go make that into my own. I can't just go use her typefaces and all her stuff. I have to learn how she made that move and make a note. And then the next time I have the opportunity, then I get to go make that move, you know, or just – uh, think of the creative process of, you know, it's not, I don't know how to say it. It's like, you see Dan Tamagotchi's beautiful chalkboard stuff. 
you just don't go and Dana Tamagotchi it and do exactly what she's doing and call it yours. That's not – that's disingenuous, you know? Yeah. So there's ways. There's ways. And, I, you know, so I'm really careful with that stuff with my own work. I'm careful with that stuff when I'm on the road telling kids about how I do what I do, you know, in workshops and things and stuff. You know, I just kind of tell them, like, listen, I can show you how to mimic me. That's cake. But that's not what that's not that's not what you're going to want. You're going to want to, like, figure out how to do this on your own and make it your own and do your own shit because, well, that's the way the world works. So, you know, it's been it's just been an interesting thing. Like, you know, even though someone inspires me, it might only be just the colors they use. That might just be enough for me. If that even sounds might just sound kind of weird. But, yeah, that's 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 the truth. Um, speaking of the postage stamp, I want to chat with you about that. I, I met Jessica Hish uh, years ago, and she did a stamp. Yeah. Well, well, how did that even uh, come to be? That just seems like an abstract situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's kind of weird to even talk about because it's kind of like I don't even know if I'm allowed to, honestly. But, you know, what it was was I got reached out to by a guy – who's an art director. His name is Greg Breeding from the Journey Group. Um, they are you know, people that have worked with the USPS for years and years and years. And what it was was when I went to a How conference and did my song and dance and had a big merch table and the whole bit, the day that we were selling stuff, I noticed this one gal on her like name tag, it said USPS. I just kind of flipped out and was like, wait a second, you work for the post office? And she you know, quickly kind of calmed me down and said, yeah, but like, Basically, I'm like a grunt or something to that effect. Where I was like, "You're a grunt, but you're still you." Yeah, you know. And I went crazy, and it was like, "Man, you get to work on one of the coolest ever." And she quickly calmed me down and said, "Well, well, hold on a second. I, you know, I, I work for a series. I'm assistant to assistant to assistant of something." But she said, "She's like, you know, I know that you like stamps, and <coughs> excuse me, I'll gladly put your name in, you know." And it was like, "Put my name in." She's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I, we, we've had our eye on you for a while. I mean, Aaron, I'm at your merch table. I like what you do. And it's like, well, thank you, you know. And But about, you know, I don't know, a week later, I got an email from this Greg guy. And I said, can I just call you? And then I called him. And, I, and then I have him on the phone. And then I can really lay into him, you know, and say, now listen, I know you are controlling the purse strings. And one of the greatest things ever were stamps and the making of stamps and stamps and all the other. And I just went nuts, right? And he was so cool. He was so sweet. And just like I laid it all out and told him exactly why I love so much of what they, you know, what he's done and what people who make stamps do and all that kind of stuff. I went crazy like I do. And he was great. And we had a chat. And then he said, well, let's see if we can't get you to work on a couple things. And that's just where that's exactly the way it went. And, you know, the funny part about this and you know, I hope Greg is cool with me saying these things because, you know, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting lots of questions about this. But, you know, when he asked me to do it, you know, like basically just to start the process of like, you know, comping stuff up like I was I was so excited. Like I basically you know, it's a bit of a secret, but I basically had shit done the night that I talked to him. I was so excited, you know, because I was just. I was just that close to it. And it was like, it was like real. Like it was even just a privilege, even just to be close to it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, totally. Like, just even getting the call. Like, really? You'll let me take, you know, give this, give a shot to this thing. And I, you know, Greg, I promise I won't let you down. And I mean, and completely, completely, like that's like me being as, you know, as, um, you know, what is the word? Ingenuous. Well, just as, you know, as real as possible with him, like, yeah, man. I mean, this is, I'm in, I'm in for this. Let's do it. And, and we started and we got going and within no time we had, you know, a pile of stuff to show and I kept pushing on it. And, you know, and the thing is, is like some of those things stop and stall and start and stop and whatever. And it gets really frustrating, but you know, he was really, you know, mellow with me and kept it cool. And, you know, the, the long and the short, and I can't really go into a lot of this stuff, but you know, it's, it's a bit of a frustrating thing. You know, it's it's a tricky thing, you know, working on that stuff because, you know, first of all, you're working for one of the greatest institutions and those guys move a little slower than the rest of us might, you know, move or be comfortable moving if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So, 
you know, you kind of you really have to take that into consideration that this isn't kind of a normal client situation. It's 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 the post office and they work a little bit differently than the rest of us are sort of used to. And that is just the long and the short of that. You know, that's 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 that was really exciting there. And, you know, then you get cautioned, like, don't get your hopes up too high and just some other sort of, you know, kind of healthy ways of doing this stuff. And, you know, because it's there, you know, that process is can get a little weird because, you know, it's like they're kind of famous for like sometimes like, you know, stuff getting snubbed. And then people don't forget that stuff, you know, and it's like, well, you know, you, you were kind of warned that it could be like this. So, you know, when I when I was making that stuff, it was very clear to me like at any time, you know, that stuff could kind of go away, if that makes sense. You know, it could just go away. And I just had to be cool with it. Like, you know, your project, as much as you dig it, it might not make the cut for any number of reasons. So you can't be bummed if this thing just sort of you know, suddenly just kind of slows down and it was like, all right, you just tell me what to do. So, you know, that was really fun in a way to be around that and then to be um, kind of challenged by that. That was really kind of weird. And I was up for it. You know, I was up for it being, um, oh, I was open to it, you know, like, you know, maybe, you know, falling out, you know, flat in my face. And, and luckily one got through and I am just tickled pink. I can't wait for it to, you know, to come out. I can't wait to go down to my little neighborhood post office and pick it up and, you know, talk to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting to know a number of people at this post office and talk to them and say, you know, check out what I was able to do. Like it, it wasn't just, it was like maybe six weeks ago or something where I was able to actually talk about it with them and say, yeah. Guess what I did? No, I'm a, you know, because they, they just know me as like a guy who brings in like a mountain of like posters and stuff, you know? Yeah, That's yeah, what the merch going out. So, you know, just like this, like kind of nuisance, like, oh, that guy again. We have to check all these things in. You know, that's how they know me. And it's like, there was a really neat spark in the gal when I told her, you know, a, couple, you know, a month ago, like, this is coming out. You're going to be selling these here. And then really the next thing is like, Damn, am I gonna you know because it comes in a brick of fifty five hundred, which is you know like I know it's ten thousand for fifty five hundred bucks for the five stamp. And it's like, well, shit, am I gonna go like, should I just buy you know, should I should I just get ten thousand stamps, you know, like, and just pay the fifty five fifty five hundred bucks, and like the the next time anyone comes to my shop, like they're just getting they just get to pick from all this like, hey, take a little bit off the roll, you know. Let me make all this stuff for you because it's just like it's like such a one-time thing, and I just can't believe it happened. And I'm just, I just, I'm so excited. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's talk about another thing you created of uh, field notes. Yeah. So, um, you know, the old farmers and stuff had their little booklets to take notes. Is that is that where the inspiration came from, or what, was yeah. it from somewhere else? Yeah. Well, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely from, you know, this, you know, just those are, those are like devices that work, you know, those are devices that work for a farmer. Those are devices that work, um, you know, like, I don't know, a couple cave, you know, cave people, you know, digging around the dirt, you know, 500,000 years ago, and they're scratching around the dirt and they say, you know, hey, you know, use your finger this way to go kill the mammoth or whatever they're trying to figure out. You know, it's no different. You know, it's like, it just, you know, what's neat about when you see it in a farmer's pocket or something is you're reminded of the simplicity, you're reminded that that thing works as well. And then you, you get a little sheepish because you, you, you kind of forget, like, well, what do I have? I have an iPhone in my pocket and it just is not the same. It's just not the same thing. So, you know, me as a creative you know, who was drawing and sketching and doing all that stuff all the time, you know, I really had to figure out like, all right, you know, like, you know, this is the way um, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, you know, be profitable. This is the way that I am going to, uh, you know, sort of get ahead of this, this whole thing. And, and, you know, like how, how do I sketch and how do I make notes and how do I listen and how do I do this? And that's just really where it comes from. It's like, just for me, it was just like, well, how do I have my own? You know, it wasn't anything like, I'm tired of going to the store and buying them. I just want my own. 
So I made my own. It was just as simple as that. And that might sound a little weird, but that's exactly what it was. It was just really like liberating to say, well, I can make my own little paper and staples and things and stuff, you know, like something like that, you know. So that's precisely where it comes from, you know, precisely. It's I, I just made my own. It, it was seeing the stuff around me that worked, kind of yearning for that simplicity in my own life and then making some changes and then, you know, making my own stuff. So, yeah, that's where it comes from. And, and did you ever – even imagine that it would get to to where it is now no 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 way because i was just kind of cool with it being like you know it's like you know now to see where it's like this viable thing and you know it is you know it is a set of responsibilities you know we have to keep our act together to you know to to be good with the customers and you know push ourselves to make new exciting stuff and just all that good stuff but there is no rest for the wicked. You know, we still have to be on our game. You know what I mean? And it's like there's no messing around with any of that shit. So, you know, I, I just I was just totally, you know, just OK with it being something that maybe someday, you know, would be a little something. You just don't even think of it that way when you're starting this stuff out. You're thinking in different terms. You're just sort of like, well, isn't it just cool that I can give these to my buddies? Like that was just and, and even till today, that is still like enough for me, if that makes sense. You know, like that's enough for me. That's It doesn't have to be bigger than the next thing or be cooler than the next thing. I just want the damn things to work. And that was enough for me. You know, it wasn't it wasn't about who was the best or who was, the you know, whatever. It was just about like, oh, I get to do the copywriting. I get to be fun with this thing. I can be crusty, I can be this, I can be that. And it really is me living and dying by the sword. It's not, you know, there's no business involved in it. You know, there's no, like, boss, you know, weighing over me. It's just me. And it was really liberating, you know, to go make my own thing. So all these years later to see where it's at and how cool it is, I mean, it has just been the greatest set of privileges to, like, you know, not only, you know, make some money and stuff, but just be, feel creative, you know, feel like we're doing something, you know, people are enjoying this stuff. So, you know, I'm very, I'm very, very, very proud of it, you know, and, and, um, you know, I just, I learned early on that, you know, any of the success we've had with that stuff, there, there is, there is zero room for taking it for granted. It's awesome. It's cool. Stay on track, keep our shit together, keep making cool stuff. And, and it'll be, it'll keep on going. You know, it's, it's, you know, there's a weird little set of confidence, confidences I've learned just from, you know, having to wrap my head around some of that stuff. You know, like this is just, it's not, you know, it's just, you know, I'm from a different, it's, it's like volatile. It's like things were more volatile when I was a kid, you know, not necessarily with my mom and dad, but just, you know, like when you got your pizza job, if you just were a good worker, <laughs> you know, you got to keep your pizza job. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's such a simple thing, but it's like if you screwed up, you lost your pizza job, and then you're done. You're done. You know, and it's like we just learned that like there was just no dinking around. We just learned that so quick and like so ferociously. Like, all right, this is the deal. This is how it works. And uh, you know, be a good worker. Don't lose your pizza job. You know, that is that's really the same way that I operate today. You know, like any job I get, be a good citizen, do your job, be thankful, be empathetic when someone needs a little more time or, or needs a little bit of help or, you know, or, you know, doesn't know how to make a line connect, you know, go be inquisitive and solve things. It, it, it goes back to like having to weather, you know, like a crusty pizza job or something, you know, all that stuff is all the same, you know, kind of the same stuff. And. Yeah, so that's, I mean, you know, wherever, you know, wherever it continues to go, you know, it's just been, I owe a lot of that, all of it, to Jim Kudal and Michelle Seiler and the gang back in Chicago who are my family and our friends, and we get to work with them, we get to make all this cool stuff together. It's just been awesome. I did, I never thought it would go and get this, this uh, kind of, not necessarily even big, but just this cool, we'll just say, you know. Well, they're beautiful. I love them. I wish I could afford more, but well done. 
Well, I, some of them, yes. Yeah, some of them get like, you know, where like people are buying these things by the just like, like it's crazy how, how many they're buying of them. And there's no way they can use them all. But what I love so much about it, yes, if you are on a budget, what I'm so proud with our books is they are $9.95 for the most part. If you want to get some of the special ones, sure. The price goes up a little bit higher. But no, they are $9.95. It's not $49.95. It's not this thing where we're like pretending it to be something else. This is our price. This is how we do it. And I'm just so proud of that. Like that's that's really big to me because what that means is before any of this, you know, I ever freaked out and saved every single penny of mine, I would have been that kid, you know, who who uh, was was having to save his money, you know, and that was had was on a budget. I'm still that guy. So, you know, all these years later, it's like, you know, that's just like a set of privileges to like provide that to someone else to enjoy that. To be smart about that, to you know, to can to continue to recognize that not everyone's just going to have like money you could throw away on thousand dollar pairs of jeans. We're sold in some of those stores, but that's just not our nature. We're just not those people. If that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for using them. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, the first time I hit, I met you, I had you sign one, and it's 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 been a, a prized possession. No. Um, yeah, we're getting c- kind of close on time. Yeah, I know you need to yeah. go, but I, I want to talk about the the book briefly, and uh, you talking with Marin, and a couple bonus questions. So, sure. So the book, um, I I love it. It you know when I'm feeling discouraged and stuff, I I flip through it, and it just kind of you know helps me get me centered. What, what basically what. How did it happen? How did it come together? Because yeah. you're 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 a humble guy, so you know it doesn't sound, seem like something that you would go out and necessarily make happen. Right, right, right. Well, you're right. I mean, what was really interesting is after the book came out, you know, you're in in front of a Q and A with a, a mountain of people, and they say stuff like, "Well, you know, like the semantics." If you're, you know, obviously you're really listening, and the semantics they're using are like. Well, when you went and shopped this thing, what was that like when you shopped it? And you're just like, shopped it? I didn't go take this knock on the door and say, I'm, I'm this and I'm ready to make a book. Like, who the hell does that? You know, like, how pompous is that to think that I am ready to even make a book? You see what I'm getting at? It's like, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. And there have been a couple people that have pulled me aside and said, hey, you're going to get asked to make a book. I mean, I've been following you this many years and yeah, you're – you know, pile of shit, but you know, we're buddies and all, but you know, you're going to get the call. You're doing good stuff. And I like what you're doing and you're going to get the call, you know? And it's like, oh, okay, well, let's see what happens. And there have been a couple kind of like, you know, swings and misses one guy, you know, sweet guy. Um, but I was just kind of like, you know, like I, I didn't like the logo of his publishing company, you know? And I was like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to put my eggs into that basket. Like, you know, this could have been done better. It could have been done better. And like, I don't want to be the guy to go and have to say that, but it's like, that's what I remember noticing. Like if he's missing that detail there, what kind of details are we going to be missing on the overall piece, you know, on the whole thing. So there was a little bit of that kind of stuff where I was like, I got freaked out and and then had to kind of shy away. Um, And then I get this call from John Gall and John Gall, you know, this is in the summer, I guess it would have been, in the fall of 2015, you know, I get this call and it's like, hey, you know, we've been watching you. We're interested in this. Are you, would you ever be interested in making a book? You know, and now my first, very first inclination, yes, I go into this whole humble thing. Oh, I'm just not, I don't need to go do that. You know, I, I, I you know, because here's the thing I meet people and this isn't, you know, yeah, whatever, I'll just say it. You know, you meet people who kind of expect that they're going to get a book. And it's like, well, right, you've been doing good stuff. Go out and figure it out, you know. But that always freaks me out because it's just kind of like, wait a second, why would I have your book? What what about it's going to be awesome? And then they're like, bah, bah, bah. You know, like you just kind of like you see like, well, you're missing it. I was more concerned with just trying to do good stuff, interesting stuff, live a creative life than ever dinking around thinking like this was just going to kind of happen for me. Never, 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 never. I'm like, 
So, you know, when that gets dropped in your lap and you're kind of like, oh, so this is going to happen. You know, the first inclination was like, uh, what if it doesn't sell? And then I just look like a chump. And then what if it looks like I came and groveled to you guys? And John quickly got me off. Listen, this is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be cool. And we're going to get it done. You know, and I was like, you know, but what, you know, what if I want to do something cool on the cover? What do you want to do? And I want it to be embossed. Like I'm looking for ways out. And he kept meeting me and saying, you know what? That's within our budget. Aaron, this is going to be great. Let's do this thing. I'm going to protect you. Let's, you know, trust me. And uh, and he did. That's my buddy John Gall, an incredible collage artist in his own. He just put a book out, John Gall. So look him up, you guys, G-A-L-L, my buddy John Gall. Um, but he was the coach on this thing. So then you get into, like, negotiations, like, well, here's – you're a first-timer. We're not giving you a million bucks. I mean, let me tell you right now, it wasn't even close to <laughs> – wasn't even you know, it was maybe a hundredth of that i don't know look you know do the math on that but it's kind of like here's what we think we can sell you see what a, kind of a business it is this is what publishing means kid all that kind of stuff and then before you know it you're going you're going you're going you're going and then you've got you know people that you're answering to you know an editor and a copy editor, and a producer, and assistant to manager to the regional manager, and just all those things. And that like starts right away, where you're like instantly accountable to this larger effort, and you see all the people that are chiming in, and it was just, it was a bit, you know, it was a bit terrifying, because it was like, whoa, 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 I didn't know we were already at that level. So it went from like, oh, this is going to be fun to like, well, no, 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 this is a job and stuff is due, buddy. Stuff is due. And I, you know, I went crazy and met the challenge and got the stuff done. Then we did it, you know, and that would have been over the course of um, I'm guessing it was like got the call in November of 2015. And then I the book came out in 2016. So, yeah, it would have been about. You know, like seven months later. I'm crazy. What, what am I talking about here? November 2014 is when I got the call. Summer of 2015. Yeah. And then the book came out May of 2016. So, yeah, that is the full story. So, you can just see, like, it was about a year and a half until it actually came out. You know, it took some time. It took some, you know, you have to, like, copy edit it and finesse all that stuff um it wasn't you know it wasn't this overnight thing that's for sure you know yeah it's just packed and one of my favorite parts is the section that has um the different versions of you drawn oh yeah i i I get a really big kick out of that section oh well i mean it's process i want to show everybody every kid like hey man you can go do this too you know this isn't this isn't all that big of a you know um there's no mystery here like it's just it's just going to take work you got to feel around the dark a little bit i mean i I sound i have a swagger when i talk about it now because it's like hey kid this is how you do it but but that is really kind of how you do it (laughs) you know you gotta you gotta push on the paper a bunch to get somewhere good I'm, i'm getting better and better at being able to hit it quick but sometimes it takes me a long time, you know. There was a couple of years ago I was doing a logo, and I can't remember what it was for. But it was just like I just couldn't hit anything. I remember we went out to dinner with a bunch of these folks in town here, um, a bunch of cool designers, who's who's. And I was just so – it was such an intense thing to be a part of, like to, you know, to be around these, these you know, nice designer people. But beyond that, like I just couldn't – I couldn't get my head out of – you know, being freaked out that like I had to get this thing done. And I might I might not have been the greatest of guests that day, you know, to go sit and have dinner with these guys because I was just going, you know, nuts trying to get this thing done. And I, you know, I, I had to kind of stop myself and remind myself like, oh, I'm here. I'm a human. I'm with people. And you should probably talk, you know. And, you know, and really this is just kind of the sickness of this stuff. You get going on this stuff and you get nuts and you're trying to do the best job you can do, and you're not going to back down from any of that stuff. You know, it's like I just, I just get that's. I was up against it, 
I was making good money. I remember that. I was making good money on that. That's the taste I have in my mouth. I was making good money. So that meant you're on the clock. You better do it right. You know, like there's just no, there's no dinking around. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, dinner be damned. Um, I have to keep sketching and get this thing sent off when I told him it was going to be sent off. And I, I, I'm not hitting it. So it's going to take, it's going to take the time to sketch and play and push and feel around. Yeah. I always say feel around the dark, but that's what it always feels like. I'm like paper is like a safe place to do that. That makes sense. You know, like it's like a safe place to do it. Like that's like, it doesn't feel like that. Sometimes an illustrator, it feels like the illustrator sometimes should only be used for architecture. You know, use it, use it wisely. Don't take it for granted how awesome, you know, illustrator is, you know, it's like, it's not just going to do it for you. You got to, you, you have to do it. You know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, to totally agree. Uh, I've been doing freelance, you know, most of my career as a designer has been, you know, freelance on my own. And I've, I've been there many nights filling around in the dark and sometimes it just doesn't hit and it, yeah. it's frustrating, but you got to make it happen. I know sometimes it hits and that is the absolute magic of this stuff. Sometimes it hits and I just, Oh man, when I hit, I am just, I'm, 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 it's, it's like, I'm just getting a paycheck on so many levels or something, you know, it's like, Ooh, not only did I trick this stuff so I wouldn't have to work some shit job the rest of my life, but I also, man, that was kind of a cool little move. You know, and you have to study how did I do that so I know how to make that move again. Something was right, right? And uh, that's really exciting stuff. So yeah, you know, I'm always looking for it. I mean, you know, it's a, I'm a, a bit of a junkie for that stuff. You know, I get, I get a little taste, and then I'm, who, I'm, I'm excited even talking about it right now. Crazy. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I guess we could talk about junkin' for a second since you mentioned, you know, you're junkie. So tra traveling must really, you know, help with that, you know, uh, connecting with uh, junkers and seeing different architecture around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, just it it's really comes down to uh, to access, you know, getting on the road, getting out there, you know, screwing around, seeing what's going on and just, and having that, like, you know, having that, um, um, you know, when I, when I go to rally in a couple of days here, excuse me, Raleigh, I got to remember Raleigh fingers, Raleigh fingers. When I go to Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm going there to work. I'm going there to entertain. I'm going there to, you know, share some stuff with some kids and hang out, you know, sell some merch, sell some posters, do the deal, meet some people, see a couple buddies etc. But it's it's a job, you know, and then when you stop yourself and remind yourself like, whoa, 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 this can actually be kind of cool too. like, you know, what an incredible privilege to just go do any of this stuff, you know, all of this stuff. It's like, you know, be be mindful of the fact that like, um, you know, be mindful of the fact um, um, that like, not a lot of people get to go this many places. Be mindful of the fact that you have a job to do. Be mindful of the fact that like, Instead of sleeping in, try to get up a little early and go hit a couple record stores in a place that you are not supposed to be, you know? Um, here, pause this for a second. It'll go tomorrow afternoon with delivery by Thursday. So let me know the safest for Thursday. The Mondial. Sorry, I'm just. This is all. I'm dealing with these guys shipping no, post. No problem. Or Capital One direct to you. Okay. Take nineteen. Okay. So yeah, what were we saying? Something profound. I don't know. Uh, tra the opportunity to travel and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, like to go across America. Now, there's been times I've been on the road with with my lovely. I didn't bring Lee to Salt, you know. I didn't bring Lee to uh, Salt Lake City because, frankly, Salt Lake City has enough light in it. Her radiance, her beauty, her just incredible light that she emits from her beautiful soul—it's too much for the Wasatch Range. And just for full disclosure, 
she's having to listen to this shit 42 feet from me right now. So that's <laughs> but I didn't bring her out there. She didn't get a chance to meet her. But when it's when it's me and her on the road, you know, you get up and you're like, you just got to get to the next damn thing. And it's it's kind of like frustrating. Like, I just want to go to the record store. I just want to go hang out here and just dink around, you know? And it's like, that's just not like, that's not in the cards sometimes, you know? And you have to be mindful of like, well, we have to get up early. If you want to, like, you know, Lee will, will go on the road. She'll be like, I want, I, I want to go see this, this, and this, you know? And it's like, she's got a list. She's like the person that kind of curates what we're going to go see. And that means having to get up early. Otherwise we're just going to get mowed over by everything else in this. And before you know it, it's just going to be like, um, you know, you're going to be having to get back on the road to the next damn thing, you know? So there's, you know, they have the access to go out there. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, that's the, the yes, it's awesome to, being able to do that on the road, but also you, it takes some planning, you know, it takes some planning. And, you know, as I get older and, you know, near death, you know, you realize like, man, I get tired, you know, I get done with the day and it's like, I don't really want to like, you know, there's, <laughs> you know, here's where I get a little, you know, I get a little weepy. It's like, I don't really want to go and like do more and more and more design stuff. And, and then, you know, there's, there's times where I kind of have to kick myself in the face and say, this is just a big opportunity. What are you doing? You know, uh, shut down the cry box. We're going to see this thing. And I will say Lee is pretty good about that. You know, even though I'm, I'm like, just ready to go home. I just want to go home. I'm tired. I don't want to be on the road. And it, it, that shit happens with bands. And I guess it happens with, you know, wildebeest graphic designers too. You know, it does. It does. So, no, you just, you know, you get it. It gets away from you like anything. It's no different than anything else. It gets away from you. But, you know, I just have to be mindful of that when I'm on the road and then, you know, make good use of my time and be a good, you know, smart about where I'm going to go next and, how much time I'm going to spend there. And yeah, I talk too much like I'm doing right now. And then that gets me in trouble. And, and there's just many things to think about. So, oh, you know, what? I have to get going because I have to take an Uber down keep, you know, have your producer cut this part out, but I have to go get, catch an Uber downtown because I have to go get my car. So, um, maybe we should wrap this thing up. So here, ask me one more quick one and then we'll, we'll get off this thing. A bonus question. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, man. Who's my favorite Muppet? <laughs> why? Well, I'm going to... Damn. Oh, God. Hardball journalism here. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's easy to say Kermit because, you know, he's sweet and he was you know, quirky and funny and biting sometimes and he, he could turn on you and stuff and you know, yeah, Miss Piggy was cool because, you know, she was brash and stuff. But if I just had to go just on pure, like, entertainment, it's it's probably going to be Animal. Because, you know, he wasn't afraid of going ape shit. And, you know, there's, like, dust around him and stuff and stink and dirt and, and crust. And I just – there's something about that that was always kind of cool to me that, like, you know, he was kind of sketchy or something. Yeah. So, yeah, just for the sake of, uh, you know, spirit, I'll go Animal. Yeah. So if people want to check your stuff out, um, if you know they haven't heard of you before and they want to check your stuff out, uh, where can they find you across the web? Draplin.com, 24 hours a day. In fact, all you people, all 200 of you people listening right now, come on, roll the dice, okay? Roll the dice. Go and uh, and uh, go buy some DDC merch. When you're done with that, you know, roll that dice again and go to fieldnotesbrand.com. Go get some field notes, $9.95, all kinds of st cool stuff made in America. And then when you're done with that, when you really got out, you're on a real buzz, all this cool stuff getting shipped to you, go to ddcbook.com and buy that book. We are, these things continue to sell. Thank you to anyone who's listening who's, who's, who's actually bought the book. Thank you. Anyone who's getting ready to buy the book. Anyone who's even thinking about buying the book. Thank you. But um, it's time to shit or get off the pot and get that book. Anyone who's just thinking about it. It's time to, time to act. We could all... It's a it's a scary time right now. We could all be, you know, just plowed, you know, and mowed over by the evil of that is Don Trump, that pile of shit. Please, please, Dylan, leave that one in here. For the record, Aaron Drappen would like to state that Don Trump is a big 
Cheeto pile orange for the record, Aaron Drapple needs to state this. This is DDC policy. Don Trump is a big pile of shit. There, I said it. There you go. That's for the record. You can put that one on the you know, there's a oh man. Maybe you leave that out of there. I just can't wait to I don't even know what, what's the worst thing I would piss on his grave as you could ever get up close to it, but oh that guy has brought some bad into the world. Anyway, all right. And it's not getting any better. It's it's it's, it's not getting any yeah. better. No. Good, decent people. Decent people. I'm not talking conservative versus whatever. Good, decent people. Conservatives are beside themselves because you know basically the gates were left open and a monster got in. And it's just like, well, what do you expect? So, anywho, all right. Well, thanks, man. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. All right, all right. Well, let me know when it goes up and uh, take care. And uh, thanks for getting the book and everything. No problem. And I'll, I'll look for you the next time you come to Salt Lake. All right. See you, Dylan. Thanks. See Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>